cliffcentral.com. Okay, there's lots of things to talk about, um, but I do want to speak to Edna Kloppers, who's on the line with us at the moment. Hey, Edna, how are you? Good morning, girls, and your team. I'm quite well, thank you very much. Is it very cold in Falvater? Um, you know, usually when people ask us this, we feel a bit ashamed to say yes, because you guys apparently, you know, you, you do know the, the term cold. Apparently, we don't have it that bad, <laughs> but we can so for us, yes, it is a bit chilly this morning. All right. So, Edna, the reason I wanted to talk to you, and thanks for making time for us. Um, I know you're a tobacco farmer, and I know that this ban has really affected you guys extremely badly. Uh, we've spoken to a number of other people over the last couple of days, but you're working with uh, a group at SATA, the South African Tobacco Transformation Alliance, to just lift this ban or to very least try to get government to take notice of what's going on. Uh, smokers have not stopped smoking. Illegal tobacco is all over the place. And you guys who are trying to do the legitimate business of trading in a product that is not illegal are being forced to uh, to lose your, your livelihoods. There is a huge amount of pressure on you to be able to bring in some money, to be able to keep your, your staff employed. I know that you personally have experience in this. And I thought, you know what, rather than talking to somebody who runs an organization – talk to one of the actual tobacco farmers so what's happened in your business gareth yeah um, i'm first of all i'm very grateful for the opportunity that you guys give to our my lifter band family like johnny and zacharia maputi maputi we are Mm. incredibly grateful and we are very committed to our course because of all the reasons that you've just mentioned and you know this this whole ban is not about a like or a dislike of tobacco Mm-hmm. That's not what it's about. It's In fact, it's jeopardizing the whole economy of South Africa directly for us, the farmers. Yeah. You know, we are, we are 200 commercial farmers and we are 160 emerging black farmers. And together we provide work to 8,000 farm workers. Now, what's very important is that farm workers don't have the luxury of handing in their CVs at goodness knows where being recruited for other positions if things go sour on the farming industry side. Mm. So they are very, very much dependent on the income that they generate from farming activity. Now, these 8,000 farm workers, we've calculated that it made a rough sum of about 8,000 farm workers Mm. giving an income on 30,000 dependents. So... 30,000 dependents, and I'm telling you, that number is growing by the day. I've just had a conversation Friday with a good friend of mine, and she said that uh, from her three children, two is retrenched now. And they, with their dependents, have moved back to her house. So that 30,000 is increasing by the day. That's reliable on the income that tobacco gives. Mm. We feel that the government is approaching the the whole virus one-sided. It's Mm. being looked at... Tobacco is an enemy and not as a problem solver. So for us, on ground level, we are all day, all through the day, in conversation with our neighbors, trying to convince them that we will fight hand and tooth to try to get this ban lifted. Right. Because we can't produce tobacco. These people with that are so well-skilled, because tobacco is not it's – a, it's a product that asks for – for well-skilled, well-trained, well-educated farm laborers within the farming sector. If we lose them, we lose them permanently, and we won't be able to get them back. And that is an enormous loss for us. Because if we, if we lose 
farm workers that are dedicated, we contribute to a hell of a lot of grants that are going to be applicable mm. and are going to reach the tables of the government asking for more money that yep. they do not have to spend at this stage. Right. So we, we continue conversation with our farm workers and we ask them to please carry out the message as well. Because if, if our orders that we have from our buyers gets less and less, um, our production line is going to get smaller and smaller. And everything is about what I spend, can I carry it with my income? And tobacco, it's, 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 got, it's so, a high expense crop to farm. So, again, what, like what's happening with your farm? What are you guys doing at the moment? Well, she said that's the that's beauty about tobacco. It's such a big generator of income mm. and such a big generator of work that it's basically a 12-month process. On our farm at this stage, we are sorting tobacco. So what happens right now, we've got seedlings in tunnels. Many farmers don't use the, the method anymore of making their own seedlings. They buy it from nurseries in. Right. So that's another part of the tobacco value chain that's being that's that's in threat now is the nurseries. So we make our seedlings from mid-May and we continue nursing them until about September. Mid-September, it all depends on the heat factor. And then we start planting them out into the lands. And then we grow them, we nourish them, we look after them. And then in about um, December, January, we start reaping. And that reaping process goes up until about April. And from April until about August, September, we sort it. So they come out of the tobacco barns where they've been cured. Mm -hmm. We put them into big sheds and then leaf by leaf, every leaf has been sorted by a lady who is, they are mind-blowing because you see a yellow leaf and they say, oh, no, 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 no. We see a different kind of yellow leaf. So it's, the, the intensity of it is very, very high. So these ladies are sorting them now. And from the sorting process, it goes to LTP, Limpopo Tobacco Processes. Yeah. I don't know if the consumers know it, but Limpopo Tobacco Processes is the single biggest supplier of leaf in South Africa from the farmer to the consumer. That's amazing. So if you, if you break this chain in any way, 200, and 96,000 people will be affected dramatically. Right. We only think about farmers. We only think about smokers. There's a whole chain in between that's going to get affected. And the, the sad part for me, and that's, that's what I so desperately tried, and I spoke to my farm neighbors about the other day, and they were, they were, they were mind-bobbled about what I said to them. Yeah. If you can, I, I like, you know, you spoke to Johnny, and Johnny gave you figures, and he yes, gave Johnny you numbers. Answer, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But those figures, for us normal people, if I can call myself now a normal person, some might dispute that very highly, but if I can call myself a normal person, <laughs> you know, those figures are over my head. They are too big for me to comprehend. So I say to them, imagine for me two rugby fields. <laughs> Sorry, I was busy cracking up here on the screen, but imagine for me two rugby fields. <laughs> and on those rugby fields, 53 thousand nurses are standing amazing they are rested they've got protective gear on yeah they are eager to work they want to attend to the sick right next to them on these two rugby fields are 5,500 ventilators my good grief yeah i think south africa would pull their front teeth for 5,500 ventilators sure and all of that is right and ready for brand new two hospitals. Yep. That, Gareth, 
is what went down the tubes due to this bad. It's lost yeah. forever. Yeah. And we cannot only, generate it back. And the only people who are making any money right now are the illegal tobacco people. And, and they're going to make it very hard for the ordinary tobacco people to get back into the game after all of this, right? Yes. Yes, they are. And why are they going to make it extremely difficult for us? Because of the taxes. The illegal cigarette trade do not contribute to the economy of South Africa. It does not contribute to the taxes that are being generated. Right. So the the 25 rand packet that you stumble upon Mm -hmm. has no taxes on it because you need to earn at least about, you have to make about 17 rand just to make the taxes paid. So nothing comes into the economy. Those hospitals, those nurses, those ventilators, it's gone because of the illicit trade that took over. You know, before the ban, 35% illicit trade Mm -hmm. took place in South Africa before the ban. Right. 18 weeks later, 100% illicit trade. Right. It is absolutely ridiculous that within 18 weeks you could just ruin the economy like that. Well, I love the way you're so passionate about this. Obviously, it's your livelihood, so you you know what's going on and you can feel it very deeply. But uh, I'm just pleased that you also are able to illustrate some of these on-the-ground facts that that many of us miss because we hear the news stories. You know, and they're always quoting, as you said, Johnny's statistics or whoever else's statistics we managed to talk to. Here are actual real-life stories that are going on in parts of South Africa where communities, whole communities, are completely reliant on your line of work. I just feel, as a non-smoker, that we've all got to get behind this. And if you haven't already, go along to liftheban.org. That's liftheban.org and sign up immediately. And let's try to get government's attention however we can. Hashtag lifttheban on social media and wherever else you can. Thank you so much. What a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you, Gareth. I appreciate it. I would just like to say that, you know, a few months ago, not so long ago, mm-hmm. we managed to drive clean drinking water from very north of South Africa to the very south of South Africa for people to survive yeah, due when, to the drought. Yeah, had their drought, yeah. Yes, I believe in South Africans. I believe in the hearts yeah. that they would please help us to lift this ban. Thank you so much for this time. Thank you, Edna. Edna Knopper, who is, who is uh, working with the Tobacco Transformation Alliance, and she's a tobacco farmer. So thank you, Edna. Wow. Let's face it. Our jobs, our people, and our nation are at stake. That's why we say lift the ban. It's not just a job if it means families could fall into poverty, lose their homes, and watch their children's futures fall apart. Our economy has already lost billions. It's more than a job. So if you believe it's time to lift the ban, add your name at lifttheban.org and help save our jobs and the livelihoods at stake.